Hey, how you doing? My name is Pastor Ben from the Church of Living Waters. I just thought I'd come on for a couple minutes this evening to share a word of God. Every one of us, if we like to admit it or not, have problems and situations in our lives that are hard to deal with. Some of us deal with depression and anxiety. Others deal with drug addictions or alcohol addictions. But needless to say, none of us are exempt from the trials life may bring. Amen? Often, we get so lost in the problem, we forget about the solution. And I'm here tonight to tell you that the solution is Jesus Christ. Amen? The Bible tells us that God loved us so much that he came down from heaven (coughs) and was born of a man named Jesus Christ. He was tempted like the rest of us. He suffered and even died for us on the cross. And in doing so, he made it possible for us to take all our problems, all our sicknesses, all our depressions, anxiety, whatever you have it, and nail it to the cross, if we just believe. He says, come to me, all who are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. But instead of turning to Jesus, we take the long way around, like Jonah, or better yet, like the Israelites, who were God's own chosen people. Remember, God sent Moses to free his people from slavery in Egypt. And what did they do? They complained the whole time and even went as far as worshiping other gods. And what would have only taken a few days to get to the promised land took them 40 years. 40 years. And only a handful of them made it. The rest of them died in the wilderness. There are many lessons we can learn from this story. I believe one of them is They walked in fear and not in faith. And I also believe that's true on our part as well. You see, the Israelites were so used to the way they lived, even though it wasn't the ideal conditions, they were taken out of their comfort zone, so to speak, when they left Egypt. And even though God showed them one miracle after another, they weren't satisfied. Many of us today know the way, and yet we choose another route even though God has opened one door after another for us. But why are we so stubborn? Is it because we're afraid of change? Let me ask you something. How many of you, if you knew who was going to win the Super Bowl this weekend, wouldn't bet your last penny on the winning team? Every one of you, right? I know I would. Then why don't you bet on Jesus? He already won it all when he died on the cross for us. Let me share with you how simple the answer is. Acts 16.31 says, And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And Acts 2.38 says, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's right, it's that simple. All you have to do is believe, Turn from your sins and be baptized. Now, I know a lot of you believe in the sinner's prayer where you where you, uh, you say a prayer and you're saved, but the Bible doesn't teach us that. But what it does teach us is repentance and baptism in Jesus' name. Jesus even taught that to Nicodemus in their secret meeting when Jesus said, you must be baptized with water and fire. Fire meaning the Holy Spirit. It's something to think about, guys. 
Because today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised. God bless you. Have a good evening. And if you can, join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. on our podcast. And you can find that on our Facebook channel. Again, God bless you. Have a great evening. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to our podcast channel. My name is Pastor Ben from the Church of Living Waters, and tonight we're going to continue our series, Jesus, the Man, the Myth, the Legend. Amen? Last week, we learned about sin and how it began. We also learned about the craftiness of the serpent, a.k.a. the devil, and the need for Jesus to come into this world. If you have time, I encourage you to read the Gospel of John. This gospel was written to show us that Jesus was not only 100% man, but he was also 100% God. Amen. John chapter 1 verse 1 states, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If you noticed here in the scripture, Jesus is referred to as the Word. In the Bible, Jesus has many names, and in just a bit, We're going to go over a few of them. Amen. But for now, let me ask you a quick question. If Jesus was 100% man and 100% God, and man is flesh and God is spirit, how did he enter into this world? I mean, have you ever really thought about it? It's like water and oil. It just don't mix. Either you're spirit or you're human, right? If you have your Bibles, please open with me to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 18 through 23. Again, that's Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. Amen. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Now keep in mind that back in those days, according to the Mosaic law, Mary would have been found guilty of adultery and stoned to death. Amen? So, let's keep on reading and see what happens. Verse 20. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message to his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Did you know the prophet Isaiah prophesied this prophecy 700 years prior to Jesus' birth? As a matter of fact, why don't we turn to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and we'll see what it has to say. Verse 6, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, 
mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen, amen, amen. What an awesome scripture. But as you may have noticed, here's a few more names referring to Jesus. So let's go over a few now and see if we can decipher what the Bible is trying to say about him. Let's start with his personal name, Jesus. This name is the Greek equivalent to the Hebrew name Jeshua or Joshua, meaning God is salvation. Next, we have Wonderful Counselor. This literally means a wonder of a counselor. But what does this name mean? Let's break it down into two parts, shall we? Wonderful is the Hebrew word pala, which indicates a phenomenon lying outside the realm of human expectation, something that is separated from the normal course of events. The same word is used in Psalms chapter 139, verse 6, where it says, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Amen. It describes something miraculous. And counselor, in its historical usage, pictures a king giving counsel to his people. Michael spoke of the dilemma of the Jewish captives in Babylon this way in chapter 4, verse 6, where he says, Now why do you cry aloud? Is there no king in your midst? Has your counselor perished? Long before the child was born and the son given, Isaiah foretold that God was planning to send a counselor for the brokenhearted people of the world. Amen. Next, we have Mighty God. Mighty is a translation of the Hebrew word gibber, which is defined as strength, power, hero, and warrior. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 tells us that Jesus is El Gibber, the God of strength, the God of power, God our hero, and God our warrior. And next we have Everlasting Father. In context, this verse is proclaiming the redemption of Israel and the activities, titles, and blessings of the Messiah who is to rule the earth and usher in a reign of blessing and peace that will have no end. The Hebrew phrase everlasting father could be translated literally father of eternity. For this reason, some people say that the title means that this coming Messiah is also the creator of everything. He is the father of time and eternity, the architect of the ages. In the Hebrew explanation of the phrase, Father is the primary noun, and everlasting or eternal is the word that describes his fatherhood. He is Father forever. Amen. Lastly, we have Prince of Peace. The name Prince of Peace in Hebrew is Shar Shalom, which means the one who removes all peace-disturbing factors and secures the peace. Throughout scripture, there are many more names that are used in place of Jesus, like the light of the world, John 8, 12, rabbi or teacher, John chapter 1, verse 38, the lamb, Revelations 12, 11, deliverer, Romans 11, 26, the son of God, John 1, 34, man of sorrows, Isaiah 53, 3, good shepherd, John 10, 11, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Revelation 19.16, Alpha and Omega, Revelations 1.8, and so on. 
But we must always remember what the Word of God says in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures, where it says, The stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Amen. Well, there you have it, friends. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode, and I look forward to you all joining us again next Thursday night at 7 p.m. as we continue our series, Jesus, the Man, the Myth, the Legend. God bless you. Thank you.